This is the Busy People Podcast hosted by Nicole Hope and Victoria Albuquerque. Dropping knowledge on all things health, wellness, and lifestyle because you're never too busy to learn something new. Welcome to another episode of the Busy People Podcast. Today we had the opportunity to chat with Adriana Fury, who is a health coach, and she talked to us about bee venom therapy, which is fascinating. Neither of us knew anything about it, um, and Adriana gets into you know her journey and why or how she came across bee venom therapy and how it's helped her and other healing properties that could maybe help you. Yeah. And if you're not into actually getting into the bee venom therapy, because it does involve uh, spoiler alert, stinging yourself with bees, <laughs> there's also all these other products that she talks about that, you know, are more mainstream. And also I think at the end of this, neither of us are as scared of bees. We have a really, really yeah. deep appreciation for them now. So Listen in, and um, I think you will too. Our guest today is Adriana Fury, and she is an IAN graduate and a health coach, but the reason we have her on today is primarily to focus on BVT, which is bee venom therapy, which I really did not, well, I still don't know anything about except for looking through your Instagram and kind of following your journey a bit. So I'm really excited to learn more about it. So would you mind introducing yourself and then just explaining maybe why you became a health coach or, or how you even came to be this expert on BVT? Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And as you said, my name is Adriana Fury and I live in Orlando, Florida. I am a health coach and IIN grad and um, I've trained in many things over the years through my own healing journey. Um, but Bee Venom specifically found me in, I actually started it in 2019. Um, I was dealing with chronic Lyme disease and it was, it kind of was a, a last resort option for me because I had tried so many things with little sustainable success in my opinion, um, in terms of getting back to a fully functioning life. Um, so Bee Venom was actually recommended to me by my doctor at the time. He had a few patients that had really good success with it. And I liked the idea of, you know, a natural medicine that uh, I've always, I've never been like a fan of bees, but I knew the, the medicinal power that was there and I started to really research it and um, we can get in deeper to it, but that's kind of how I discovered it through Lyme disease and I finished the protocol uh, 2021, August of 2021, and fully recovered my health. It was something that I definitely attribute to fully regaining physical function. I had a lot of neurological symptoms that were completely reversed. Um, it was pretty a, mag a magical medicine, I would say. I mean, that sounds, yeah, that sounds amazing. Honestly, I am so excited to hear more about it. Um, you know, especially we, you know, I know people with Lyme disease and Lyme disease, and I am sure that this will be very interesting for them. Um, I don't think people even know that it is a therapy they can use probably. So 
Yeah, it's definitely, I would say, becoming more mainstream just through, you know, people having success with it. But when I discovered it, I definitely had to do my research and I had a few mentors along the way. And um, it's really, you know, I would say it's not for everyone, but for someone that has tried a lot of things. And I, I definitely think for Lyme, it's a very powerful medicine. Yeah, that that's incredible. And I'm so glad to hear that you're feeling better and you're in recovery, which is great. I think the the first time I had heard about bee venom therapy was when Gwyneth Paltrow came out like years ago and everyone thought she was like, you know, super kooky. <laughs> um, but I like like you just said, I feel like it's becoming a little bit more mainstream, but um, I know most of us really don't know too much about it. Can you give us some insight to what BVT is and how it works? Yeah, of course. So it's essentially an immune modulator is how I like to describe it. Um, I feel like it completely reset my immune system that was weakened by, you know, Lyme was kind of a result of a weakened immune system for me. Um, But the actual live bee venom is what acts as the medicine. So it's antibacterial, antiviral, um, extremely anti-inflammatory. It's I tell people it's a hundred times more powerful than a steroid, which was pretty impressive to you know having tried steroids in the past just to get the brain inflammation down that I was dealing with. It really stood out to me that it was the the anti-inflammatory effect can work on you know a variety of disease in my opinion. So that's kind of the gist of it. But the beauty of it is that it's bringing out infection is kind of how it heals, um, which is different than we're taught in, you know, a lot of ways. A lot of the Lyme community is focused on killing and the the bee venom itself brings it out and then you're detoxing it out of your body. So it's bringing this infection acute, but at the same time, it's strengthening you with different peptides and enzymes. So I like to say it's like 50, 50, 50 killing and then 50 strengthening your organs and and really um, giving you that anti-inflammatory effect that I didn't really experience with much else that I tried. So would you say people can use it as like a preventative um, method or therapy, or is it more so if someone has an issue that they want to address? Right. So it's, you know, I think it's up for debate with a lot of people. I like to tell people, that beekeepers are the longest living, you know, profession, or I guess because they're getting stung, they have this, this lifespan that's longer than most. Um, So there's definitely something there in terms of strengthening your immune system. I don't think that it's necessary for everyone to do the full protocol, depending on what you're going through. I would always say to start, you know, with diet and lifestyle first, and there's a lot of other bee products as well that are all have medicinal properties. So it's really depends on the individual and your circumstances, what you're going through. Um, But it's powerful for beyond Lyme. It's being studied for cancer, for rheumatoid arthritis, for MS, really anything that's inflammatory um, in nature or that's chronic. Yeah. So, and I want to talk about or touch on some of the other products and, you know, I know bee pollen, um, royal (laughs) jelly, I've heard of, you know, people using, but what you're referring to in this protocol, are you talking about actually getting stung by bees? 
I'm sorry yeah, if so that's a stupid question. I literally have no idea. No, no, it's not at all. And yeah, it's the live bee because otherwise, if it wasn't um, the meta, you know, the venom would oxidize as soon as it touches air. So, you know, they have there's a lot of products that claim to be bee venom, but it's the it kind of loses its potency once it, it it touches air. So you do sting with the live bee. Um, I kept a little bit like a little hut of bees while I was stinging. Um, very, it's, it sounds intense, but it's really, you know, they just kind of stay to themselves and you give them a little honey and water. Um, like originally... you had one in your backyard or something. So I orig- when I originally started, there's a couple of companies that mail them to you. They ship them to you okay. for specific treatment. Um, so that's how I started. And then I, uh, as I went on, I, started my own hive just to, you know, learn that process. And I was going to be staying for two and a half years. So I was kind of, it was a big commitment. Um, But in the beginning, I ordered a little hut and you keep your bees in there. Um, They're contained and you just give them a little honey and water. They send you bees that are, they they only have a six week lifespan. So they send you bees that are um, older, like they have a week left to live. So you're going... You're, you're going through a small amount of bees relative to the hive. Okay. Um, so I guess that's good too. They're thinking of the bees lifespan. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's sometimes a, something that people have to get over. But um, when I learn more about it, the amount of bees that you're using for the whole entire protocol of two years, they produce in about a day. So they repopulate very quickly. Oh, wow. And a lot of people who do this treatment end up, you know, developing a very special relationship with bees and, and usually help to, you know, preserve them and that kind of thing. Right. So you mentioned um, beehive, beehive products being used as, you know, other types of medicine. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. So there's, I can kind of just run through all of them. There's bee pollen, which is um, kind of like nature's multivitamin, you can sprinkle it on, you know, your fruit, your smoothie, whatever it is. That's something I take daily just to kind of cover the nutrient basis. It's very high in B vitamins, really good for energy and hormone balance. Um, there is propolis, which is the immune system of the beehive. And for us, it actually acts as an antiviral. So you may have seen it's become more popular. They have a propolis, like a throat spray, which is amazing for your throat, um, sore throat. Anytime I have a little like tickle in my throat, I'll spray it completely. You know, I feel like it's a preventative almost for if you're traveling and and just helping you not to get run down. Um, There is royal jelly, which is the queen's food in the hive. And that's really good for our brains and brain health overall. So it can be really great for focus and um, hormone balance as well. And then of course there's honey, which is very popular. Um, And that has a, I'd say the main thing with that is it's antibacterial and really great for allergies it's popular for. Um, And you want to make sure when you're using honey that I think um, we often put it in tea, but the medicinal properties, if you want that, you want to have it raw because it's that's what the goodness is really. So still have it just like in warm water, but I was told not to, you don't want to put it right in boiling water. Yeah. That's something I feel like I've always been told 
um, throughout my life, I have really terrible allergies. I break out in hives and it's very environmental based. So environmentally based. So I've always been told when I move somewhere new or go somewhere new to get the local raw honey and take yeah. that. I never really even looked into like why, but I was like, okay, this is what I have to do, um, to, to help with the allergies. But, um, yeah. And there, yeah, it sounds like there's so many healing properties that people probably had no idea about, which is very cool. Um, what's the science behind all of this? Because like I said, I don't think this is something that's just well known. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, can, can you talk to us about some of that? Yeah, of course. So when I first started learning about it, I was actually surprised that the, the science that was there and that continues to come out even since I stopped. Um, most recently, I've seen it was being studied for breast cancer um, and amazing to see how it completely kills the cancer cells, but it doesn't damage healthy cells. So that was a really cool study to see um, that it's being, I think, a lot more research or you know, funding is going towards it. Um, but everything that I've learned, the specific ingredient that is so powerful that people are studying is called melatonin. And that's one of the, uh, you know, that's what breaks through the way that I've learned is through the blood brain barrier. So the, in the Lyme community, I'm, I'm going to try and break this down, but in the Lyme community, I think a lot of times people relapse, or this was the case for me, is a lot of the treatments I was trying didn't cross the blood-brain barrier. Um, and that's why a lot of my symptoms were neurological. So I would get better for a period of time, but then any kind of stress would bring out you know, these, this infection or symptoms. So with bee venom, this melatonin, is, along with many other peptides and enzymes, are able to break through this blood-brain barrier. And pull the infection out of where it lives in your brain and your bone and your lymph system. And that was what was really, it really set apart from other treatments because that was what turned on my immune system again and gave me, you know, I struggle with a lot of word loss and neurosensitivity to light and sound and it completely flipped a switch where I was able to be myself again. So I think the magic there is the melatonin um, and beyond that, you know, there's much more being studied. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is pretty powerful. I wanted to ask Victoria quickly, do you notice that the honey helps you or no? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's just something I've always done. I should like think about it and look into it, but it's anywhere. And I've moved all over. I've lived abroad and, um, you know, different states, all that. And it's just always something I think my mother told me, like, make sure you get raw local honey. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> I always put honey in my tea. So I have to start taking a little raw honey scoop before that, I guess. Right. Yeah. I love honey. The cool thing about it is it it never expires. So you, you're always good <laughs> with your honey. <laughs> Yeah, that's so fun. I didn't even know you did that back. I feel like I'm well, learning. So Nicole much and I had this giant. Do you remember my mom had that like family size um, honey and we <laughs> tried to finish it before we graduated high school? And I don't, I don't even know if we did. But yeah, when you say it doesn't expire, that that thing was in my mother's cabinet for many, many years. <laughs> so <true. laughs> And we we kept having it. <laughs> I love that. I that's forgot so about funny. that. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want to hear about your 
like actual sting session and Mm -hmm. what that's like. So maybe let's, if you could explain that, I'm fascinated by this. I mean, everyone we know runs away from bees, right? Everyone's so scared to get stung. So how do you go from that to like taking these little bees that I feel like are then your little babies and then let them sting you? Like, do you do this by yourself? Do you need assistance? I'm, I, I'm so yeah. intrigued by this. Yeah, there's a lot there. And I will say it's a big learning curve. Um, so when I started out, I was pretty much better than when I started the protocol. So I was kind of reliant on my family and they were there to help sting me, thankfully. Um, a lot of people can have a kind of a mentor or someone walk them through it depending on where they're at. Um, but I learned to do it myself because I wanted that freedom as I gained function. So the sting session itself, I cheat as I got better, it was kind of just my morning routine because it was like my medicine. So um, you, it really only takes about 30 minutes from start to finish. So you catch the bees. That's probably the longest part is just catching the bees. Um, you have tweezers to catch them by their leg, um, which after you get the hang of it, it's pretty easy. Um, and then from there, you kind of line them up. Uh, you do for the full protocol, it's 10 bees. It's that amount of venom that was studied. There was a woman named Ellie Lobel who just, who kind of pioneered this protocol because she researched it so heavily and experienced it herself. Um, but from there, it took me about four months to get to 10 stings. So I started with one and would slowly increase. Um, and you're detoxing in between your sting sessions. So you're doing it three days a week is what I did. So I would skip a day in between. Um, and then when you're actually singing, you're doing it along your spine because that's where your central nervous system runs. So it would target all different areas of the body um, and you would rotate between the upper spine and the lower spine. Um, about one inch from the spine, I would sting. And once you, the, the bee leaves its stinger in, you, get, you put the bee in like a bit of soapy water. It helps them to dissolve. And then you leave the stinger in for about 15 minutes to get the full effect. Um, And from there, you just take the stinger out with like a fingernail and you kind of, you know, I I would go on with my day as I got better and better. And it really is um, energizing when you do it. And it immediately took the pain away for me, which is pretty, I mean, of course, the sting itself does hurt. But for me, it was, um, you know, I I took it because it really alleviated my symptoms. So... I mean, I don't know if this sounds like a stupid question, but so you're, I just want to get a full visual. You're laying down like on a bed and then someone's putting the bee on your back in the right spot. And then you're just assuming it's going to sting you in that spot. So I would just sit upright um, and, and we would kind of, I used a template in the beginning to make sure I was doing it kind of along the spine points and make sure it was correct. Um, And from there, I kind of got the hang of it and I would just do it in front of a mirror so that I could see what I was doing. It kind of takes a little bit of flexibility and just, you know, learning not not for it to be perfect. But um, I really just, yeah, I would put some music on and and do do what I had to do. (laughs) And they just always sting. They're always going to sting you. Is that? Yeah, sometimes it like they can be a little bit more. They're actually very gentle. unless you're trying to enter their hive. So sometimes you might need to like tap them to get the stinger to go in. But usually once you just kind of line it up, 
the back of them, you can, they'll just latch onto your skin. When you go outside now and a bee is flying around you, are you welcoming <laughs> the sting from the bee? <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty funny now, actually. And even having stopped stinging, they'll just, I've been in all different places and they'll just land on me at times. And they're, you know, they're really not trying to sting you. So they'll just come hang out for a bit and then be on their way. I actually haven't. There was one time I randomly stepped on one by accident. I think I was walking on the beach. That was the only time that I've gotten stung since just on accident. Um, but no, I, I definitely have learned to really love the bees. And um, I def I look at them much differently than I ever did. So when you get stung on accident, would you leave the stinger in for 15 minutes? Or are you taking it out? <laughs> and I mean, and do you, what do you recommend for others who get stung? <laughs> for me maybe I would just to get a little immune boost yeah. my system like needs it and yeah I think I, I actually did that one time um, but for someone that's not used to it there is a period that your body has to adjust to it so um, when you start stinging there's a thing you know if you're familiar with histamine response that is something that can be very real for people where they think they might be allergic to bees but actually they're just having like a histamine response so um any, anytime i did sting i will say you always have an EpiPen nearby for safety if you in case of anaphylaxis but i've never actually heard of anyone personally going through that and i never experienced that um so you do want to, if you are doing this protocol, you do want to prep and, and make sure you're having a lower histamine diet temporarily while you're getting started to let your body adjust. Um, but I never had any issues beyond that. So if someone did get stung, I would take it out. Yes. If you're not, you're not used to it. Cause that could be a power, you know, the first thing I got was pretty powerful it, and you don't want to take it lightly. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's good that you mentioned the EpiPen because, I mean, not that anyone's going to go out and start like just randomly stinging, but I mean, there, right. it, there are people who do have that allergy. So um, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, and then, so I guess, who do you like besides, so obviously Lyme's disease, like is one major group of people who this is helping. Um, are there mm -hmm. other, like, and you mentioned a few before, but for people listening, like who are thinking like, oh, I wonder if this is for me, what would you say are some other, um, you know, other people like who should really use this? Yeah, I would say anyone, you know, that is looking to boost their immune system that's dealt with a chronic, you know, issue for a long time. It's something to explore and see if it's right for you. It does, you know, it's a commitment in terms of the amount of time that you're seeing. Um, but I really believe in it in terms of bringing balance to the body. Um, I don't know anyone personally that has used it beyond Lyme because that's what I specialize in. But if I, you know, I will say for speak for myself, if I was dealing with any type of neurological disorder, whether it's um, MS or, you know, all of those in my mind are kind of labels for a out a body that's out of balance so I think it's really powerful in that sense and it's something that I hope is studied more and becomes more common for people because it was if you look back in you know ancient times it was used as medicine so I think we're just kind of rediscovering that 
Yeah, I think we're rediscovering a lot of things that we realized um, worked until we, you know, screwed it all up with toxins and everything else we added in. But it's nice yeah. to see that people are going back to more holistic approaches. I will I will also add to that. Um, one thing that I hope is studied more as well is its use for depression, because it does have an effect on our neurotransmitters. And I know for anyone that's going through chronic illness, it can be really debilitating in terms of, you know, turning your life upside down. And it's something that I really have, think has a powerful effect on the brain and helping bring balance to that. So I think there's definitely something there to be explored as well. I mean, that would be amazing if that, I mean, I'm sure at some point, right, it hopefully will come out, but if there is research being done and it could help depression, I mean, that's something so many people are dealing with right now. So that would be phenomenal. Um, right. If if people are looking to embark on this path of BBT, do you suggest finding a doctor who specializes in it? Or like, where do people go to start? Like, how do you find a mentor? And also, I know you were doing it at home. You said they mail it to you, but are there places you can go to do it? Um, or is it something you have to do at home? So the only place that I've heard is actually in Canada of, you know, an apotherapy center, which I, you know, I don't know if that's available in the U.S. The protocol I did is kind of DIY, do it yourself. There is a community there. And I actually, um, through my experience, wrote a beginner's guide for someone that's curious about it and wanting to learn more with all the kind of frequently asked questions that come up because there is a lot to wrap your head around. Um, so that's the beginner's guide to bee venom therapy that's available on my website, which we can share. Um, and then from there, I share a lot of resources in there of, you know, where to get bees from a local beekeeper or these, these few places that send them to you. Um, and there is a, a community growing. I think that's important to, um, when you're doing something like this, I met a lot of amazing people through the experience. And that's kind of why I do what I do now in terms of helping to pass it along. And um, I actually am starting a group coaching um, platform as well to help people through, you know, there's a lot to learn in the beginning. And I also think there is a mental and emotional component that you have to address. So that's what I specialize in, in terms of coaching, but um, i always happy to pass along this information around the bees too. I think that's great that you're doing that because obviously it's not a huge community right now. So, you know, we definitely will share out your information. Um, and hopefully, I mean, even if we can help one person, that would be phenomenal, right? Absolutely. And I do want to um, shout out, I, d I mentioned her previously, but Ellie Lobel was the protocol that I followed. And she also wrote a, a book about, you know, her recommendations and then I share more of my personal experience and viewpoints, but I think that it's a, you know, you can take and learn from a lot of different people. Yeah, we'll definitely link um, all of that in the show notes. If people are a little nervous, obviously, about going like full in on this sting session, do you think, I mean, you mentioned the other products like the bee pollen, the royal jelly, et cetera. Um, is that a good place to start or is that just really for more of the general population to just improve our immunity, like you said? Um, and are there any negatives of taking that? Like, do people have to be worried about like histamine responses or anything with just taking a daily dose of bee pollen? 
Yeah, I mean, as you know, with IAN, we're all very individual in terms of what works for one person and another. Um, I would say they're pretty much food-based, so I, I don't think you're going to have a huge response to something like that. Um, but I, tr I do treat it kind of as a food and also a medicine. So even having stops singing, I use them all preventatively just to stay strong and, you know, I am a big believer in, in listening to your body and your intuition, um, maybe working with a practitioner and getting some guidance on that to know what works for you as well. So I can't like blanketly say that, but I, I think that um, it can be used for a wide range of things and people. There's so much, I mean, I know Beekeepers Naturals, I think is probably one of the yeah. biggest brands like people probably have heard about. You can order them on Amazon. So um, that might be the most mainstream that I yeah, know of. I, love I don't know. Product. I think yeah. that's a great place to start. And yeah. they do a really good job with quality and all of that. Yeah, because I think they're all third-party tested. Like, it's all, I mean, they're a reputable yeah. brand. And I always tell people to, you know, get get to know, like, whoever's in your area, if there is a beekeeper or a local farmer's market. It's, it's great to support those people and the, the work they're doing because we need the bees so um I, I don't think you can go wrong with that do you think the beekeepers are like when I mean I don't know how familiar you've become with beekeepers in mm -hmm. this process but are they aware of all of these um therapies like that people are stinging or is that new to them or are they like oh yeah I can't believe people don't know about this yeah, I think they are kind of in a quiet way. Um, they know how special they are and, and they treat them as such, the ones that I've met. Um, but I think we're still learning, like, just by, you know, even the people that I've worked with that have healed, we're still learning, like, how it works for people and, and what their stories are. So I think the more that we share them, which is kind of why I do, um, it's important to, that's the more we'll learn. Well, we're so appreciative of you coming on and talking with us today. I've certainly learned a lot. I'm sure that our listeners have as well. And really when we, before we even started the conversation, I was thinking this is something like so different, so unique, but you've shed some light on that. And there's lots of things we can be doing in our everyday life or helping with immunity. So um, yeah, I think everyone can take something away from that. Before you leave us, though, um, is there anything that maybe you can leave our listeners with that would encourage them to embark on this type of healing? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me and being open to sharing this. I know it's, you know, not familiar to everyone. So I like to I'm happy to share it. And um, I think that really just be curious is what I would say. Stay, have an open mind and you know, know that what works for you at one time in your life might not work in a different season. Um, and that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned um, through my experiences. It's been a lot of trial and error, but stay open to what might work for you or a loved one and um, know that there's so much available to you to heal and that our body has an innate ability to heal itself um, given the right ingredients and getting back to nature as well. That's great. Thank you. Um, something we like to ask all of our guests is if you have a mantra that maybe helps keep you motivated every day. 
Oh, so many, I feel like. Um, <laughs> I'm a big believer in the power of the mind and um, I do a lot of subconscious healing and that kind of thing. So I would say um, my mantra, well, this is tough. <laughs> um, I think I have many, but I would say that you create your reality and that you're, you're a co-creator. And I think that we um, have the power to transform a lot in, especially together. So I think that's, it's not really a mantra, but it's something that I like to believe in and I like to share with others. Yeah, that's definitely a mantra and it's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, fantastic. Can, can you tell us how people can reach you if they'd like to learn more or maybe they want to check out the beginner's guide that, that you've created? Yeah, of course. So you can find me at somethinghealing.com. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at somethinghealing. Feel free to email or DM me if you want to get in touch about joining the group coaching program or if you just want to chat more about, you know, what what your options are and what might work for you. I'm happy to point you in the right direction. Amazing. Thank you so much, Adriana. We appreciate Great. your time. Great to be with you. Thank you so much for joining us and for all the information. This was great. Thanks for listening to the Busy People Podcast. You can find highlights from today's episode in the show notes. Please support us by sharing this episode, leaving a rating or review, and subscribing to the show. And to catch all the latest from us, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy People Podcast. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation because you're never too busy to learn something new.